Welcome to Think and Reimagined, produced by Live Abundantly. Live Abundantly is committed to justice, equity, equality, diversity, and inclusion for the creation of a global society which respects the rights and well-being of all citizens. We invite you to visit our website livesabundantly.com to support our initiatives for women, youth and children. Thinking Reimagined, changing the mindset for For a better better global society. Doing it for the gram, that's what many Instagram users say when that deciding on posting a specific video or picture or perhaps doing something unique with their Instagram post. And quite a number of people do very dumb things, uh, not only uh, to get people's attention, but to also drive the numbers, particularly when you consider the fact that many social media users now make a lot of money from it. And these things do not only get to affect them, it also have negative impact on others. By the way, it's no longer news how toxic social media have become for young people, but it's important we remind ourselves on this podcast that the impact has now gone beyond people feeling bad or, you know, just a few other negative social vices. It has now affected people's self-esteem and there's a huge contribution to the growing number of suicidal cases across the world. I'm joined on this episode by Dr. Anna, Executive Director, Live Abundantly. We also have Ms. Shotomino joining us, Ms. Abby joining us uh, from London, uh, Ms. Abby of Parties. Good morning, ladies. Thank you so much for joining this morning. How do you do, by the way? I need to hear you. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Olufunsha also is joining us, a youth activist who perhaps is in the age range morning, of the Instagram users that I've talked about. Good morning, Funsha. It's good, good to morning, hear you. Mr. Good to hear you. All right, so let me begin with you, Funsha. Um, why do you think that, um, how do I put this? What makes people abandon their better judgment when doing it for the ground? Hmm. Uh, I think, um, I think I know that uh, things like this, that people ignore their better judgment for to select, get a lot more traffic on social media than the regular things. So for instance, you post a picture, like you got a new job, yes, people will celebrate you, yeah. But when you post something that is maybe revealing of your body or something very, very risky, are you aware of the crate challenge? Yes, yeah. yes. I don't know if very, Abby and Dr. Very, very oh, yes. everyone is. That's when yeah, they were very, stepping on crates. Yeah, very, very risky. And because of how risky it was, people made it got a lot, a lot of traffic. So that's literally why people uh, you know, ignore their better judgments and just do these really risky things, uh, things that are very, very, you know, irrational basically. Perhaps to drive the numbers. I get mm-hmm. your point. Um, yeah. Let me bring up Dr. Ama in very quickly. Let's talk about um, ensuring that our endless pursuit of content doesn't compromise with our values, because that's that's much of what we're seeing these days, isn't it, Dr. Ama? 
It is very true. And I have to acknowledge that that was a microaggressive comment you made about Miss Abby and I. Yes, we are in another generation, but <laughs> we're aware of what's going on out there. And uh, age is not a thing to talk about here because we do know what's going on and that's why we're here. So um, I know Funcha did mention that it's it's about the numbers and about the hype and all of those things. But, you know, I have to be honest, what really um, caught my attention with this um, article, this, this podcast we're doing is the fact that it's affecting girls. It affects girls more than boys. And that has to do with how we're socializing our girls. And I've mentioned this on many occasions. We socialize our goals, we raise our goals, almost as if there's some sort of a commodity. And we uh, have them believe that the way to fit into a society is to enhance your female being, uh, because that's what's going to make you appealing to those who will be of, you will be of interest to. And that does have negative consequences on your self-image particularly when you're looking for the likes, you're looking for the feedback, you're promoting your, your being. And when, and when I talk about being, I think everyone understands here yeah, that it's, it's going beyond um, your physical attributes that people mm. are promoting. Um, you have parents who are not monitoring what their children are putting out there. And you have had, because of the pandemic, more people being online because that's how they're socializing, that's how they're connecting. As human beings, we need to connect on a social level. And when that has been eroded due to the pandemic, then you're left and more vulnerable to the comments and the feedback that people are giving you online. If your self-esteem and your sense of worth is debatable, if, it is, if it's not as enhanced because you have a family and you have a support network that lets you know that the value you have as a being is not based on your physical attributes, then you get more um, exposed to the ridicule and the feedback from others, which may not be what you desire. And unfortunately, that will bring on depression and other attributes. It is unfortunate that in a capitalistic um, world that we reside in, that we're not really focused on the stakeholders' um, focus. You know, we, we've got the capitalist, stakeholders' capitalism. And if we take that into account, then more will be done to make sure that those who are using Facebook, Instagram, all of those things, they're mostly the young people. They're, as you eloquently stated, they're more functional age bracket. And they don't have the mental development to cope with some of the negative effects of the comments and of the images that they push online, which as we know, the internet never forgets. It's always there and will continue to perpetrate itself and lead to other people's negative um, response. Ms. Abi, Dr. Ahmed talked about how this is affecting uh, more of the female gender than the male. Is this a function this sense of insecurity that we're talking about, is it a problem from social media or a reflection of just how deteriorated our society values have become? 
Uh, thank you, Nifemi. I, I believe women have always been the subject of um, criticism, you know, body shaming or, um, you know, women's bodies have always been commented on before the days of social media. Um, in the olden days, I remember when I was younger, nobody wanted to have a big bottom, you know, and these days it seems to be uh, something that's applauded. So it's that's not right. just the case that men are the ones criticizing it's also the women criticizing women are very good self-critics um, i'm sure those of you online who have a wife or significant other your wife will say do i look good in this she knows she looks good but she just needs that extra reassurance that she looks good in this and you better say she does look good in that um Absolutely. <laughs> so women are very good you know your your best critic is yourself and I think social media has just made it worse, especially for girls. Um, in these days, girls start wearing makeup earlier, start um, expressing themselves earlier, choosing their style of dressing earlier. And um, the, the field of social media has been um, created in such a way that it's been sold to the younger children, especially girls, um, as a platform for them to increase their confidence, as a platform for them to feel more connected with other people, to belong. But actually, it's actually the antithesis of this. It's the opposite, whereby when they drop their phone, they feel so alone. Um, they feel apart from everybody else until they pick up the phone again. It's very, very artificial. And the reality is, you know, the article said that um, their the, the, the studies show that if we know that excessive smoking or smoking can lead to lung cancer, and we know that social media, excessive use of social media can lead to depression, and Instagram has been um, pointed to, and um, Instagram it has been, you know, it's responsible for many suicidal thoughts, especially of girls, and they're not doing anything about it. I suppose the companies believe that uh, the parents should be doing something about it, and there are other means, other area, other ways for this to be dealt with. Um, I need to add here that in our, in our society in Nigeria, uh, we're strong, we're very strong um, human beings. So it's probably not affecting our girls the way it's affecting other girls. In our society, you know, we're, we're strong people. We can deal with power cuts, with no internet for a day, a lot of things. We, we, we're built to be strong, we're made of steel. Um, but, you know, the reality is regardless of how you know, strong we are, there are some people who feel more, who are more sensitive than others, who can't take, uh, um, you know, that sort of criticism and abuse. So um, I, I think it's something, you know, that we have to be aware of, that girls are sensitive more, some are more than others. I think when I look at the um, Instagram pages of Nigerian, you know, the popular uh, women, they're very, very strong you know, they might go back afterwards and cry, but they project a very strong um, image. You know, women such as Tuing Lawani, um, Wari Pekin, all these women are so strong, but they do not represent the average woman who would rather just mind her business and, and get on with her, her life, really. Absolutely. Something here, and I'm aware that Funcho's hand is up. The most important thing that we must do is raise our girls to have a strong sense of self and confidence and to recognize that the physical attributes is not what is going to carry them through life. It's great to look good. It's great to take care of yourself, but that is not your bargaining power. You're not going to take a seat at the table just based on your looks. 
you've got to develop yourself, you've got to be educated, and you've got to have other skills. And well, it determines, sorry, Dr. Amy, Dr. Amy, it determines the table you're talking about. Well, I'm not talking about, you, you know what table I'm talking about, the table of decision, the table of power, the table where you represent others that look just like you. That is a very important table that we should have our girls aspire to be. Now, if your focus is on looking good for the hope that you will get somebody's attention who would later on be your spouse or take care of you, then that is the wrong way to go because we're not raising our boys in that manner. And unfortunately, when you go back to the internet, when you look at all the social media, it's girls showing off their, their derriere. It's girls making up, putting on makeup. We don't see boys doing that because we're going to accept the boys just based on the way they present themselves. Brilliant girls who actually just sort of reduce themselves to um, a, a, a commodity, a, a, a piece of meat, for lack of a better word, that somebody should desire or want. That is not the way we should do it. And so we need to change how we're raising our girls. We need to change how we view women. There's no need for a woman to ask her spouse, how do I look? How many men are asking their wives, how do I look? They get dressed and they get on with it. So women actually know that they look good. They look fine and they can go out and do what they need to do. They don't need that external validation because you already know and you don't need people on the internet giving you applause or clicks. Those clicks are driving people mentally off because they're staying up at night to see how many people have liked their, their photo, how many people are following them. That is not the way this was all meant to be. Social media was about people connecting, sharing ideas, sharing information. It's become something else. And I am glad that many of these companies are working on creating an app for the younger girls because that's where the work needs to begin. It really needs to begin at that age. Um, and hopefully this will help remedy the situation. I'm sure all of you have heard that China is going to be reducing the number of hours that youth can spend, well, particularly school-age children can spend on the internet. That was out last week because they recognize that something is detrimentally wrong with the amount of time they, they're going online and the amount of time that is taken away from the things that we should have our children do to develop, to be able to be part of the larger society. Um, I know Funsha wants to say something because I, his hand has been up. So I'm going to stop there for this moment. Thank you. Just a minute before Funsha comes in, in case you're wondering the document um, that Ms. Abby and Dr. Amma referred to earlier, they're talking about the new report from the Wall Street Journal that explored the tox uh, toxicity. Uh, chai, I didn't know that word was a tongue twister like that. And talking about how toxic Instagram has been for young women, the fact that um, some people, you know, there's this harm the photo platform is doing, uh, you know, the people who are, you know, so worried about their body image and the issue of um, suicide as well amongst young women. Um, for sure, if you're there, I I'd like us to talk about the generation of young people who now make money from these platforms more than ever before people who would not otherwise you know have the opportunity to be famous or have a large following 
now have a chance to do that. And they really get rewarded if they're successful at it. I know that YouTube pays a lot for people who are driving their numbers up. So Instagram influencers and YouTubers make tons of money just by narrating what they're doing in their everyday life. And that's something we really haven't seen before where ordinary people can get famous for doing ordinary things. I'd like you to talk to us about what you consider the ethical presence on social media, what it should look like, particularly uh, for many who now make a lot of money from it. Okay. Uh, may I be allowed to speak a little bit about uh, how men are also vulnerable before I touch on that topic you just asked me? Sure. You're the one representing us now. You have the floor. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So while ladies are socialized and brought up to become desirable to men so that men can you know, uh, accept them and provide for them, men are also, or young boys, or boys in general, are also raised to become providers. They are raised to you know, be the people that will basically provide for the ladies who are trying to be desirable to find men to provide for them. And this thing also affects the mental health of these men. Because as you're growing up, you are seeing other guys on social media who are, you know, while ladies are flaunting their beauty, men are flaunting their wealth. And when you don't have this wealth, no, you, just don't, you, just, you don't fit in, you don't level up. And while ladies are likely becoming depressed and, you know, suicidal, men are seeking ways to level up. And they end up, like, most people end up, you know, going into, you know, Precarious means like you know cyber crime, blood money, and other things like this, and it affects basically affects men in general. So men are also vulnerable, and men are also victims of this social media uh, age right now. So about the topic you asked me about uh, about those who are making money on uh, Instagram and social media, it's yes, I think it's a very very good means of making money. The way things are in Nigeria right now, not, not just in Nigeria, the world in general. We just know that you have to have several means of income. You cannot rely on one uh, stream, like maybe your nine to five. If you can have something else to do that brings in, that generates income for you, very, very beautiful. But then we've seen uh, trends of people exposing or posting every and basically anything, everything and anything, posting what's happening in your toilet, in your relationship, in basically everything, things that no one should know. We've had cases of, of people being stalked and killed because of the likely posted where they were, they likely posted their home address, they likely posted you know, places that they were at this particular time. And we have people seen these things and located them and did harm to them. So while, this, while, while there's a positive side of it, there's also the negative side of it. So the question is, where is the balance? Where do we, where do we find the balance, basically? Fantastic, for sure. Ms. Habi, 247 billion naira. That's how much we are told Nigeria has lost uh, 100 days after banning Twitter. Um, um, so you understand how much money people make from these platforms for appearing nude, for saying nasty things, for you know showing their, their, their privacy to the world. Um, I'd like you to talk to us about the need to push for media and digital literacy so that um, young people can be more aware of what is ethical. Um, thank you, Ms. Ami. I think, as usual, I, I have a flashback of talking about this a few months ago where um, I, I said it was a collective responsibility, you know, responsibility of parents, responsibility of the school, responsibility of, you know, the wider community. 
And, you know, as Dr. Amma said, you know, there, there's something to be said about teaching children about boundaries um, and, and self-esteem. On one hand, um, there's the opinion that people are on social media because of the traffic they're generating and the income they're making. On the other hand, there are people who are on there who have self-esteem issues. If we go back before Instagram began or Facebook began, when people used to take selfies and they would take selfies on their phone, uh, not for tourist reasons or you're visiting a new city, but they would take selfies of themselves every day for their display page. Um, this is a self-esteem issue. And I also think there's, um, people are definitely making money on social media, but I, I really feel that that's also an excuse for people to, some people to be on social media who actually aren't making that kind of money, you know? So I've heard of people posting, women posting pictures daily of um, different fashion brands, you know, fashion houses who um, go to shops, buy these things and return them tuck the tag in the bags or in the clothes. So if you're really making that much money, you wouldn't need to falsify such information, if that makes any sense. So it's, you know, which comes first, the chicken and the egg. As, as Funcho said, there are people that said that, that really need the social media, you know, to generate income and as, you know, Nifemi said, but I think this figure is really should be divided amongst not as many people. It isn't what it seems to be. Zoom shared a screenshot of Johnny Drew's um, tweet with us on WhatsApp earlier. By the way, I don't know how Zoom got into Twitter <laughs> on a lighter note. And Johnny Drew says, keep the most precious things in your life away from social media. You don't need to impress anyone at the expense of your peace and mental health. However, not everyone can be like Dr. Amma. Um, I'm yet to see any of a uh, private life on social media. Uh, but I'd like you to talk to us, Dr. Amma, on how to deal with negativity. There are many young people who cannot do what you are doing. I mean, they, will, they, they can't survive not putting their lives on social media. I know that um, there are people who would at times take a break. There are people when things get so hot, delete all their social media platforms entirely. How do you advise that people deal with you know, such negativity when it comes? Nifamin, um, what a loaded question. First of all, I would like to address a comment that Funsho made. Funsho, you're absolutely correct in noting that men, uh, boys, are all equally affected uh, by some of the things that occur on social media. But you did use that term, leveling up, and the need to level up as a man because you're supposed to be a provider. I'm going to suggest that everyone needs to level up, male or female. You should learn, you should be raised to understand that you're going to be responsible for yourself. Your survival, your sense of being should not be reliant on a significant other providing for you. If that is the case, then when you go into a union of any sort, then you're equally able to support each other in the process because you're able to level up. You're not needing another person to put food in your mouth. You're not needing another person to dictate how you live and how you present yourself to the world. You're actually coming together to complement rather than to feed off and become a dependent of another. So it's really important that we recognize this and we begin to push this out 
when we're in schools, whether we're teaching, everyone should have a chance to do sports. Everyone should have a chance to be to use the sciences. Develop yourself so that you can care for yourself. Because guess what? You can go into a union and something happens to the other individual. What are the skills that you have to then take care of your family if you have not developed yourself? So leveling up is for both gender. And it is most important that we push that message out as parents, as community leaders, as educationists, as the global society. So that is the very first thing. Um, secondly, Nifemi, I believe the question you're asking is, how do we um, encourage people to understand, one, that the information that they put on the internet is not going to go away. So it's important that you protect your privacy and recognize that what you're putting out there actually is um, promoting yourself. You're promoting yourself every time you go on social media. Anything you put out there is self-promotion. Businesses promote themselves on social media. They're product, promoting a product. So if you turn yourself into a product, then you're allowing others to decide how that product should be viewed. And you are not a product. And having said that, I will recognize that there are those who have um, shows of things that they have to provide, they have to promote, excuse me, but they do it in an intelligent way. Your private life should be your private life. And once you make your private life public, recognize that people are going to comment about it, right or wrong, they will. So you have to make sure that you set boundaries. You have to make set boundaries, excuse me, on how you relate to others and how you present yourself on social media. The way the brain works is this. Every time you put something on social media and somebody says, well done, or click, 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 you've got these endorphins that are going to run through your brain and you're going to say, oh, I'm liked, I'm liked, I'm liked. And so what happens is it's like a drug. You want more of it. And so you put more and more because you want more people to like what you're putting on there. And so the level of oxytocin that comes through your brain is increased. And then one day people are not saying anything and you say, oh God, I really must now go beyond. That going beyond is you trying to get the first hit like you did the first time people liked what you put on there. It's like smoking marijuana. It's like drinking alcohol. You're trying to go back and reproduce that first sense of elation that you received. It's a drug. You don't need it. And Nifemi, you're not going to find out anything personal about me on social media. Not going to happen because I'm there as a representing a business or businesses. And that's the information I want to portray. What I do personally in my private life is not essential to the product that I have put there. And I hope that more parents are listening and recognizing that they must actively participate in the socialization of their children. And they must recognize that there are terms that these um, social media outlets put out there. If your children are not of that age, they should not be participating. And parents need to monitor what their children are putting out. Yes, I'd like well, to so add, you know, I'd okay. like to yes. add quickly that um, Dr. Amma mentioned children. And um, it is a fact that our children are able to tell their parents at whatever age that they don't want to be on social media. 
And if the parent doesn't agree, they can actually go to a higher authority to get them to force their parents' hand and they can sue their parents for having them on social media. Some children who are much older, uh, they have actually uh, sued their parents for exploiting them um, on social media when they were younger in the sense of maybe making them become child models or trying to, uh, and all that. So that's very, very important as well to take on board that um, what seems fine to a parent is not fine to another and even the child. Mm. Wow, that's a very interesting one. Um, well, let me leave let me leave that one for for another day. For sure, this 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 addiction issue has become even more difficult to handle because all of these um, these um, technology is now integrated into a mobile device. So your mobile device is both a workplace and a social media place. You're probably are just responding to a mail and then you see certain notifications. I, you know, it's why people just find it difficult to drop their phones. When do you know that it is too much? Because almost everyone has a phone now and almost at every time they are checking one thing or the other. You just do not know what they're, they might be. It might be a chat on WhatsApp. It might be, you know, uh, working on the report, an official report, or it could just be social media 247. How do you know when you are addicted and you need to check yourself? Uh, like Dr. Alma said, it shows basically, you said it, said it all about how the brain releases dopamine and you know motivates you to want to do more and more because of the kind of pleasure you get from something. On the personal level, let me just share a story. There was a time, okay, I had this friend of mine and suddenly he became very, very big on Instagram. At a point, I just knew that it was time for me to unfollow this person. Not because the person was posting anything bad and things like that, but what, since he was posting, we were basically motivating me to do things, okay, like to have things beyond my means at that moment. I could not afford those things. But then seeing those things, he kept posting. Those things were motivating me to post likewise, but I just couldn't afford those things. The only way I would, be, I would have been able to afford those things would have been to do things he was doing. But I just could not bring myself to do those things. So I just know that it is time to unfollow this person and I did. So I think you know that it's already too much when you are feeling a desire, a very strong desire to do something that even, I think we all have, we all know when something is off or when something is beyond us or when something is just not proper. We all know when these things are, when things like this are coming around us. We just choose to do those things, even like we said, living our better judgment. So when you get to this level, this is when you should know that it's time to just quit, take a break or unfollow certain things that are triggering us. Because we see these things around us, we are people who follow, they are just you know, like, wow, this is beautiful, this is flamboyant, this is too much, I, I cannot afford this, but I want this. And you are being motivated, you are being triggered. So when you start feeling triggered, it's time to unfollow. But then, not everyone has this ability to unfollow. Some people will just be, you know, I think there are times, like, speak to people, speak to friends, speak with uh, 
professionals about what you are going through. We have free psychologists out there. We have, you know, people who basically listen to you. We have free counseling and services. Speak to people who will listen to you because the addiction, the effect of social media is actually very, very large. We have people like, is it Dr. Omar or Dr. Or Dr. Abi that said, some people you know, go and they buy new clothes, they wear it for a day and they return it. People are doing really, really, really outrageous things just to be out there. And such people, you cannot, you can tell from these activities that they are beyond addiction or they're, let's just say they're addicted already and they need help. I think it's a powerful point to note that um, social media addiction is. And this help they cannot get it themselves. So there's a great, uh, uh, are getting out of hand. Yeah, yeah okay. it's very, very destruct destructive. Yeah. yeah. As drug, as cocaine, as anything like that. Yeah. Absolutely, Kenny. Um, um, I mean, I, I think it's been a powerful session. I, I agree absolutely with you when you talked about the issue of. Um, um, knowing when it's too much, especially when it now inspires you to, you know, seek for things that are beyond your means. And I think it's a very powerful point you made there because many of us did not even know where this desire has come from. You just find that you, you really want something and that thing was sold to you on social media. You probably would have just been enjoying your life without that worry and that desire if you were not so much consumed. Yeah. Um, with um, social media. We have to go now. Ms. Habi, let me hear your final thoughts. I'm going to ask Ms. Habi and Dr. Hamid to give us the final thoughts of this conversation. Thank you, Nifemi. Um, my, my final thought would be that uh, social media does have a positive place in the sense that um, it's been able to um, show the that maybe differently abled um, individuals are able to become successful. It's been able to connect people. It's been able to uh, drive home a particular message. Um, what we're doing is on social media. We're trying to get people to listen to and start conversing on topics that are not of, of the norm. Um, but on the other hand, you know, uh, there is, it's very important to bear in mind that excessive use of social media can be very detrimental to your health. Um, inviting strangers into your home, into your space is dangerous. You wouldn't just open the door for anybody to walk in. And that's the image I have of social media, how people just fling open their doors and let everybody in. Everybody will comment on what they've put on, uh, what they've um, posted online and things like that. So sharing intimate details of your life to the whole world is, is not a good idea. But bearing in mind that there is a place for positive work and positive, positive information to be shared on social media. Absolutely. Dr. Amma. You know, I'm going to take off from um, Ms. Abby's comments because the truth of the matter is there is a place in our lives for the digital age in which we exist. We need social media. It helps us with our businesses and social media technology has been incredibly helpful when you think about the past 18, 19 months that we've lived through. Um, we've had children learning online. We've had companies working online. Um, it's changed the dynamics of our lives. It's here to stay. It's not going away. Um, but having said that, it's really important for all of us as stakeholders to recognize that we play a role in how we use and allow social media to influence our lives and our work. 
and also to really actively take a role in educating and supporting the young ones because there is going or they are going to be platforms that will be geared towards um, the under 13, uh, under 18, that sort of thing. And even with that, we still need to monitor the content that is being placed there because they are also being influenced by a society where so much of the marketing is geared towards the over-sexualization of women um, and also turning products into sexual, sexual things, excuse me, having a tongue twister there, in order to sell it. Um, yeah. mm. Heaven's sake. Um, how about a car is functional? And it can get you to work. It can get your family to places. It can get you to school. We need to change the mindset of how we promote things and how we interact on social media, but recognize that the digital age is here to stay. We need it. We're communicating right now, thanks to that. Um, and we ourselves are using it to promote a product. But that product is one that will better the society and make us more inclusive and diverse and allow everyone to level up and take the seat at the table so that we live in a better society and um, live to our fullest potential. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Abba. Thank you, Ms. Abby. Thank you, Fushal. This is a conversation we must continue to have particularly seeing the devastating impact of um, social media on this generation. We're counting down to the live event where we will officially launch the Thinking Reimagined podcast, and it's going to be a superb one. I'm looking forward to see everyone again. Um, well, except Miss Abby's flying into Nigeria for the event. Uh, but uh, if you also are interested in being a part of the live event, let us know on any of the comment section where you're listening or watching this uh, particular episode from. A big thank you, everyone. Thanks for being a part of the Thinking Remargin podcast on this episode. I'm Nifemi Okuntoye. See you guys later. Thank you for listening to Thinking Reimagined. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast and welcome your comments, insights and learnings as we strive to transform our global society. A change in mindset, engagement, collaboration, dialogue, awareness and education. Thinking Reimagined. Changing the mindset for a better global society.